Today's episode of Necronomapod is brought to you by Beardology. There are a lot of imitators out there, but there's only one place I buy my beard oil. Beardology beard oil nourishes your skin and won't leave you with that greasy feel. With over 17 cents available in their extensive product line, I trust my beard to Beardology. You can find Beardology at beardology.co. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Beardology, discover the best way to avoid the shave. Bonus episode. He loves doing that. You guys stoked <laughs> to talk about Zozo? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> this is a little bit of a crazy one. Yeah. We're yeah. having kind of a wild week here with uh, last Sunday's episode about the uh, Michael Taylor shit and now some Zozo Ouija board drama. Yeah. Keeping it keeping it spooky. Yeah. Where'd you find this story? I never heard of this. This was a request. Somebody requested fans? Zozo. Yeah, right. I, I I would give him a shout out if I remember who it was. I can't remember. I apologize. I'm sure Ian was aware of it before the fam requested it. Though. I had heard about. I never read the <laughs> the story. I did. I had heard about it before, but yeah. Yeah, so this kind of knew the was, gist of it. So, see, folks, you request a story, we might just do we it. Do it. It goes we on make the wishes list. Wishes happen. Dreams come true on Necronomapod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It goes on the list, every one of them. Yeah, we keep a, a huge ass running list. Yeah. I thought it was Zoso, with like the informal name of Led Zeppelin's fourth album. I thought that's what we were going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> they, they, actually, they someone when I was looking at it online, link it to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, because rock and roll is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about Zozo. So the phenomenon Zozo is this phenomenon of a of a demon that became widespread on March 24th, 2009 when a post was made to a popular website called trueghosttales.com and it was titled Zozo the Ouija Demon. Uh, okay, it's pretty <laughs> ominous. Mm-hmm. This the, so the post was made by a guy claiming to be a 40-year-old from Tulsa, Oklahoma named Darren Evans. Sounds like a generic name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this post, he said that uh, that he frequently used Ouija boards and always had just like peaceful experiences. But then one night had an encounter with something that started moving the planchette back and forth quickly between Z and O, just spelling Zozo over and over again. So I never knew that that thing was called a planchette. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Is did that, not. I, I, I never I heard that not. term. Is that specific to Ouija boards? And who named it a planchette? I don't know. We can. Well, that's Will, on the list. William too. Planchette of the Planchette family. <laughs> that's on the list to do a whole Ouija board episode, like the history of it and all okay. that. Okay. Yeah. How do you have a peaceful experience with the Ouija board? Like, what what do you use a Ouija board for? To contact the the dead the afterlife. Yeah, so, like, or he's spirits. contacting like old family relatives, maybe, and having yeah. good experiences. Okay. I guess whenever I know or, of Ouija boards, I know of like horror movies or whatever where shit goes wrong. Or you could, or just spirits in general hey what's up how are you i'm good how's the afterlife that's all right and have you ever used a ouija board no i don't think i have either i'm trying to remember back when i was a kid in person 
Like I just see them in the movies. I don't. I I can't recall ever actually using one. And 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 listener note. Not one of our wives would allow us to use a Ouija board as part we did of this. Ask. Uh, we did ask part of this episode in our in any of our homes. They yeah. said fuck no, Mm-mm. which makes me think they all believe. Why else would you be that afraid? There's something about the Ouija board, at least for me, that it does give you a weird feeling at first. Really? Like it's like, it's isn't like, that all just in your head? Like just knowing yeah. it's there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm that, like that, that fancy ass planchette yeah. or whatever it's called. <laughs> but it's like the initial like, oh man, this it, it just has this weird feeling to it at, at first. It's like, oh man, should I even touch this fucking thing right so now? So if you're listening out there and you were willing to open your host house to us to let us come do a Ouija board experiment, let us know and we'll come over and we'll do it. Beers mm-hmm. on Dave. So do we know the history of the Ouija board? Is it Ouija or Ouija? Ouija. Ouija looks like Ouija. You're yeah. jumping ahead of the Ouija board episode now, though, Dave. <laughs> it's the it's part of this episode, though. Yeah. Isn't it just like Parker Brothers or something came up with Look, like a game thing? It's uh, not ownership of it bounced around a lot. Okay, so we came currently owned by thing. Milton Bradley. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's not a cult based, right? It's yeah, came up originally. Is it? Yeah, because you can. The one that I wanted was back from that antique one that I found. I think it was back from like 1912. And it was just like, because back then. Is it like Aleister Crowley stuff? Yeah, but like back then? It didn't have the name. When I I believe, if I'm correct, they got the the Ouija board was like the commercial name before it was just called the talking board. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there is something weird about it where it's just like, initially, it's like, oh man, I don't. It's like when you touch it. Like, do you recall using it? Do you actually feel the thing moving and you don't think someone's pushing it? Yeah, well, when we did it. The planchette, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. When we did it back in the day, I want to say it was like fifth or sixth grade. Right. One of my buddies was real in, like, he was real, real into it. And so he was trying to contact his uh, grandfather that had died. Right. So we, the other three of us were in on it. And so we were, like, gradually moving it like his dead grandpa was talking. He was not thrilled when, uh, because he bought it completely, and he was not happy when we found out that we were making fun of his (laughs) dead grandfather. (laughs) You like spell out "Grandpa hates you." Oh my god! Yeah, he was not happy. See, that's what I. Whenever I think of a Ouija board, that's what I think. It's just there's one dickhead that's just moving it all around. Like I don't believe it actually works. Hashtag most disappointing grandchild. Right. Or there's like a (laughs) magnetic thing in the board that it's like it. When you start to move it, it pulls it different ways. No, there's nothing magnetic. It's just like once now, it's just a like board game material and a plastic. uh, Yeah, I don't really believe the planchette's plastic. Do you believe in it? No, not like that. Well, we'll get into it at the end here. Some stuff I I'll believe ask again in. in yeah. Okay. So Darren uh, Darren Evans posted this on uh, on TrueGhostTales.com, and you know that's reliable because it says it right in the thing. It's True Ghost Tales. Well, right. If it's com. on the internet, so you're, it's not gonna, true. you're not going to post there if it's fake. <laughs> no one has ever lied on the internet. If you're posting false stuff, you'd be on FalseGhostTales.com. There you right. go. <laughs> So his his first experience with Zozo, he said that the demon told him that it wanted to take him to paradise, and that paradise was in hell. You mean because all the Christians aren't there, so it's fun? <laughs> oh, I just thought he met in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> 
After this, he claims that his one-year-old daughter was diagnosed with a rare infection that he believed was caused by Zozo. And also during that time, he said his girlfriend started to act like she wasn't acting like herself, which he also attributed to Zozo. Oh, fuck you, Zozo. (laughs) That's not funny when you're making a kid sick. Did he have allergies that he could attribute to Zozo? Did he, you know. Well, Dave, there's no talk of allergies here. This is a demon. (laughs) I have a headache today. It must be Zozo. (laughs) Got stuck to this red light. Fuck you, Zozo. (laughs) Constipated. Zozo. Let me take a shit. Come on. (laughs) Fucking Zozo. So Darren contacted. He keeps going with it. He contacted Zozo again through the Ouija board, and it spelled out Iron Tongue. And he didn't know what that meant, but soon after, uh, his daughter, while she was still in the hospital, he claims that she had an episode where her tongue swelled to the point where it almost killed her. Oh, Iron Tongue. There we go. Must have been Zozo. That's sad for the baby. That's why I feel feel bad for the baby here, but I'm not sure what Zozo has to do with this. You feel bad because the baby's dad's a fucking imbecile? Is that why you feel bad? <laughs> if the baby's sick, the baby's sick. <laughs> or like you... your fucking dad's a moron and you're going to grow up to be a moron too? <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Go on. These contacts with Zozo seem to manifest like a poltergeist type activity where uh, where Darren starts to go into classic accounts of like objects moving through the air and hearing like the knocking like hollow knocking much sounds. like our Enfield poltergeist episode yeah where those those two little shits made up everything <laughs> where they were clearly jumping off the bed yeah right laughing and that that girl knew how to use that second voice or whatever to make that language yeah, i don't know about all that <laughs> that's debatable there i watched a documentary on it <laughs> <laughs> it was on youtube on YouTube must be true. Right. Well, they don't put up fake stuff. And at this point in the story, Darren's girlfriend broke up with him and he met another woman online and then moved out to Michigan to go live with her. Yeah, because like shit's flying around the house. The toaster's hitting her in the fucking head. I'm sure she <laughs> broke up with him. Like, Darren, I'm tired of all this flying sh- Zozo's throwing yeah. shit all over my house. It's hitting me now. You head. and Zozo go fuck each other. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm going to a non-Zozo household. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's crazy about this, this is 2009. So this is recent. Yeah. Which I had to keep reminding myself as we're going through this, like most of the stories we cover, like the early, like the latest was like the early 90s. Right. We cover with some of that shit. This is, this was 10 years ago. Yeah. There was internets and iPhones. Well, this was posted on the internet. The internets. <laughs> the interwebs and All the All three of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of internet guys. <laughs> so, so this new girlfriend in Michigan didn't believe in spirits. So Darren went out to the store to buy another Ouija board. And when he couldn't find where, it. Where did the first one go? You know, I don't know. The other girlfriend kept it? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, it's irrelevant. Go on. It's a good, good question. So he we went to Toys R Us. He bought another one. No, they didn't have one in the store. They oh, were Toys all R Us sold, was out. sold out. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Amazon didn't deliver to Michigan uh, Ouija boards. Was Amazon Prime a thing back in 2009? I believe it was. Was it? I don't know. I've been a customer for a long time. Probably. I'm sure it was. He didn't give up. He came home and printed one out online, which you can do because it doesn't have to actually be the Ouija board. Is that hard to find a Ouija board? 
Mm. I wouldn't know where to go. Like if you told me right now, Mike, go get a Ouija board, I'd go to Walmart and look around. Can you get a Ouija board at Walmart? I, I think so. Can you? I, I don't see why not. Okay. I just didn't know. Like in the game section? Like I, I next think to like so. Monopoly? I don't know. I'm not allowed to have one at home. So, you know. Damn it. You should pull your wife's tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it. Tribute to Michael Taylor. <laughs> the Halloween stores, that's the only place I've ever can remember seeing them. Like mm. every year those Halloween stores okay. pop up. Oh, yeah. I mean, but clearly you can get on Amazon delivered tomorrow. Yeah. We can probably order one right now and have it by next week's episode. Just saying. We would not be allowed to use it in the house, though. Well, whatever listener invited us into their home, though. True. Yeah. So as soon as uh, as soon as Darren started using this uh, this Ouija board that he printed out online, Zozo returned and spelled out skull necklace. <laughs> then uh, then it spelled out mirror, and when he looked back, he saw a reflection in the mirror behind him. So it sounded like there was a mirror back here, and then in front of this mirror was this uh, like jewelry stand with this necklace okay. hanging off of it. When he looked back at the mirror, he saw this this necklace floating, and the eyes of the skull were glowing, glowing red. Mm. I don't believe this one at all. <laughs> <laughs> so quick to dismiss. Where's De- Darren Evans from, Tulsa? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, thumbs down, Darren. What's your beef with Tulsa? It's a fine town. I just don't care for Oklahoma all that much. <laughs> wow. I'm learning something new about you here. Actually, I do. The, the tornadoes are really cool. <laughs> Twister is a good movie. Twister is a great movie. I love Twister. Who's their basketball team? The, the, the Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. I like Oklahoma their jerseys. Thunder. They have cool, uh, cool jerseys. Do you like yeah. Twister, the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great movie. I like when they tie themselves to the... <laughs> With the with those their, pipes, with that, the bell to the pipes, yeah. and, just, and they're getting blown straight up in the air. Yeah, yeah, like two hundred mile an hour winds. <laughs> well, like, yeah, we're we're good with the belt. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> and then they just start making out after. Yeah. It's it is a good movie. I know we're making fun of it. <laughs> I really do love that movie. It was what's Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt? Yeah. R.I.P. Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton died. Yeah, young man. I thought it was it was a good actor. Funny, not funny. Nice tribute. Like two days after he died, there was literally funnel clouds and tornado warnings over our county. I like to think it was a tribute to Bill Paxton. Is that what you think? Yeah. Really? Well, okay. it's my own personal <laughs> tribute. Okay. I think it was God's way of telling us that he was okay. Dave. That must be it. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. it was. God was telling us, Bill's up here now. He's fine. <laughs> and if you don't believe, an F5 is going to come to your house. Yeah, fuck whoever's on the ground getting ripped up by a tornado. <laughs> I don't believe they ever touched down. God's, which is, God's which not is, that busy, apparently. Well, I don't believe those tornadoes ever touched down, which was by the grace of God that we are still all here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, okay. Point is, it's a good movie. <laughs> Great movie. Even Did with it? Helen Hunt. I think that was that might have been one of our last movies, no? That's because she can't act. Stop it. What Women Want is fantastic, and I won't hear otherwise. That is one of those rom-coms that I'm a is sucker for. Is it the Mel for. Gibson movie? Yes. When he gets struck by lightning and he can hear what women think. Mm. It's, I love yeah. that movie so much. <laughs> I really do. It's like three hours long. Like They show it on TBS all the time. Yeah. You gotta like black out your whole night. Like it's, it's like it's It's like an 8 to 11 o'clock at night movie. So. And way to pump up the <laughs> mysticism of the Necronomapod crew out uh, 
Whatever. I haven't Watching seen Helen Hunt movies for three seen, hours on cable. I haven't cable seen half night. the horror movies we talk about, but I'll watch What Women Want any night of the week. Speaking of movies, I watched Gremlins today. Corey Feldman. It holds up, man. <laughs> Corey it holds Feldman. Up. Never been in a bad movie. <laughs> holds up. My so, favorite Corey Feldman movie? The Burbs. Dream. Do you love The Burbs? It's the best. Dream Dumb. a Little Dream. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. No. It's a good Corey Feldman movie. Lost Boys. It's another good Corey Feldman movie. We're going to do a whole episode on Corey Feldman <laughs> movies. <laughs> you guys. One we could day, probably get him on a show like one, for 50 bucks, too. <laughs> one day that will be a bonus anything. episode. Just We're going to discuss Corey Feldman movies with Corey Feldman in studio. He would party it up. Let's go. Guaranteed. Let's go. Oh, yeah. He's probably a wild dude to hang out with. All dream, right. Dream a little dream. Check it out if you've never seen it. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be a lot of drugs involved if you were hanging out with Corey well, I'm Feldman. Well, I'm just here for the alcohol. <laughs> I'm here for the drugs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not here for the drugs. So many cops are listening. Dave is not here for the drugs. I dislike drugs. God did not make drugs. The devil did. We're off the fucking rails already here. Darren continued to contact Zozo for the next couple nights. Like shit's flying around the room and you're like, oh, let me go contact him again. Yeah, he, he gives no fucks about talking to Zozo. He asked Zozo to show itself, and Zozo said yes, and told him to take a picture of a necklace that was hanging on what sounds like that jewelry stand that we were talking about. When he looked at the picture, he says that you could clearly see a, quote, hideous face. And then the story... So Sarah Sanders was... Her face was on there? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, continue. just keep going. We just keep going. We need that uh, the drum roll thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then Darren goes on and uh, to warn people to never try and contact Zozo like, again. End of post. Yeah. So the end of his post is like, I've been through all of this turmoil with Zozo. Don't ever contact him. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure people. So ever immediately contacted Zozo. Right. right. They ran out to Walmart. They got a Ouija board. When I was looking, there's there's a few things that he could have pulled this from to make up the story. Because this is obviously a creepypasta. This is not real. Right. Uh, wait, hold up. Are you calling Darren from Tulsa a liar? <laughs> On TrueGhostStories.com or whatever it was. Are you saying it's not 100% accurate? Well, the the one is what you said in that the beginning. That his daughter had an iron tongue. A real iron tongue <laughs> it turned to iron. <laughs> but the one is what you said earlier at the beginning. Um, Led Zeppelin is, <laughs> right. is one right. of them. Like the, the, he just was listening to Zeppelin Four and yeah. came up with Zozo Demon. Probably baked out of his mind or doing some shrooms. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to write a story. <laughs> uh, but there is a book in the 1600s, an occult book, that references a god of Saturn named... Uh, Zozo, but it's spelled hmm. Z-O-S-O. Well, that's what the Zeppelin rune. That's yeah, what that was. I think it was Jimmy Page's rune from the the fourth album, Zozo. And there's also a Mesopotamian ruler, um, the Mesopotamian ruler of demons called Pazuzu. So maybe he could have pulled it from that. So Pazuzu is the demon in The Exorcist. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That 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 possessed Reagan. That's Pazuzu. Yeah, but Pazuzu is a real. Yeah, that's what the exorcist was based around Pazuzu. Hmm. Mind blown. Boom. (laughs) We just cracked this case, I think. 
But what's interesting about about this story is that as soon as he posted it, it went viral. Like hundreds and hundreds of people were were commenting on it and claiming that that they had experiences with Zozo. And then it even got to the point where uh, it inspired a movie in 2012. So, I mean, this story took off. A movie that none of us have seen. Yeah, no. That's a straight the cable movie, I assume. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Oh, so Olivia Wilde was in it? <laughs> From what I'm hearing, based on Olivia Wilde's new movie, Booksmart, I may have to lift the curse because I hear it's the best movie of the year so far. So we'll see. I say you leave that curse on her and then she won't win. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, call us. What's interesting about it that got me thinking about theories with um, with the men in black that they could just be talpas created by a guy named Albert Bender, which he's on Talpas list. being what again? Like... Something in you think focus so much on something that you can manifest. You will it into existence. You will this. Yeah, you can will an actual being or or whatever into existence. So that's kind of one of the theories about the men in black is that Albert Bender was so scared of the men in black. He's the guy that kind of birthed that whole idea. And then it just spread. And it's like. That would then, like, if that's real, if you believe that, whatever, that'd be like the Talpas feeding off of people's fear. So when everybody in the UFO community is super scared of them, it makes the Talpa stronger, which would, you know, and then they kind of faded out after Mothman. Mm. And everybody was super paranoid about them then. Hmm. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's super interesting. And Albert Bender's on the list to do an episode on him in the future because... Yeah, the whole idea of him willing the men in black into existence is super, super interesting. But that's kind of what got me thinking about Zozo with like, it's like a the group think of all these people online. Right. It, you know, kind of makes it into reality at this point in a way. And I guess your reality is defined by what you see. So if you believe you're interacting with Zozo. Right. Yeah. So then I came across something called the Philip Experiment. So in the early 1970s, the Toronto Society of Psychical Research conducted an experiment to find out if they could manifest the spirit completely out of belief. The idea was that the group, this group of people would make up a completely fictional person and then by telling another group of people that it was a real person that had died, see if they could make contact with this made-up ghost. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, this it's, whole story is wild. I mean, it's the idea of a talpa, really. That these apparitions or ghosts or whatever aren't necessarily deceased. They may be the manifestations of like whatever we think they are. Yeah. Like we create them out of our, I don't know, our subconscious. Yeah, I mean, well, at least in this case, that's what it would be. You know, yeah. it's willing this Philip into existence is what they were trying to do. Can we will Olivia Wilde into existence <laughs> in the corner over here tonight? Cause <laughs> I, I think we sure can. I would enjoy that. We sure can. Or her twin sister, maybe? Maybe not her. She already exists, but if we could will her twin sister. Bolivia Wilde. Bolivia Wilde. Bolivia Wilde, her twin bad. sister. Uh <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. Take it from there. <laughs> so this this uh, the study was guided by two psychologists 
Dr. A.R.G. Owens and a Dr. Joel Witten. The group created a fictional man named Philip Islesford, and they wrote him a short biography. Can you, can you read it in English, Mike? Uh, uh, probably not. That's your that's Try your it. gimmick. Try it. Nah, that's not my thing. <laughs> do you want to do it in your English? You want this one? No, no. Not really. Philip was an aristocratic Englishman living in the 1600s at the time of Oliver Cromwell. He had been a supporter of the king and was a Catholic. He was married to a beautiful but cold and frigid wife, Dorothy, the daughter of a neighboring nobleman. One day, when out riding on the boundaries of his estates, Philip came across a gypsy encampment and saw there a beautiful, dark-eyed girl, raven-haired gypsy girl, Margot, and fell instantly in love with her. He brought her back secretly to live in the gatehouse near the stables of Diddington Manor, his family home. For some time, he kept his love, love nest secret, but eventually Dorothy, realizing he was keeping someone else there, found Margot and accused her of witchcraft and stealing her husband. Philip was subsequently stricken with remorse that he had not tried to defend Margot and used to pace the, the battlements of Diddington in despair. Finally, one morning, his body was found at the bottom of the battlements, whence he ca- had cast himself in a fit of agony and remorse. Well, that's a pretty dark tale. Homeboy yeah. just killed himself then. Yeah. Threw himself off the uh, ledge. So they created the story of Philip. Right. This is completely fake. They just made this up. And then they contacted an artist to draw a portrait of Philip. And so now they had this completely made up person, picture and everything. And they started to do uh, seances in 1972 to see if they could actually manifest Philip into like a collective hallucination. They worked on this for about a year and had no real results. So they were just sitting in a room like what we would be in now and and trying to manifest this. So they decided to take like a more occult approach and they dimmed the lights and started including uh, items in the room that would have been from Philip's time period. And they had they started bringing in pictures of, of a castle that they imagined that Philip would live in. So soon after this focusing and expanding on this belief in Philip, they started to record poltergeist activity when, quote, contacting Philip. They claimed that the study produced the poltergeist activity with like the hollow knocking sound and would actually communicate where they would say one knock for yes, two knocks for no. Is that a no, you don't believe it? <laughs> I, it might be. <laughs> so the the poltergeist would answer questions in the form of Philip, claiming to be Philip and answering questions about his life. And according to the reports, the poltergeist activity grew, like in most cases, and started to move tables and other items, which we saw the table move on YouTube. <laughs> it- <laughs> We'll Honestly, put out the video. We'll, yeah. we'll post that video. If you watch the video of these clowns, <laughs> they're just, they have all, you know, their, their, their hands on the top of the table, but this table starts moving around the room. It's very strange. Yeah, it's a weird video. It's very weird. It's, it's, it's moving up and down and the table's rolling on its side. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's creepy. So Philip wouldn't be able to answer any questions outside of what they imagined about him. Uh, and this proved to the group that there was that they were proving something along the about the, you know, the collective, I guess, 
called like a collective mm. consciousness about being able to manifest something. They ended up bringing in a film crew with 50 more participants and were able to have success in contacting Philip with the knocks in front of these new people. When they bring in these other 50 people, this kind of tie, this would tie in with the Zozo because these 50 people that didn't know anything about this, now they think Philip is a real person. They're like, oh shit, they're contacting a ghost named Philip Islesford. And then if Philip Islesford doesn't, yeah, and Philip Islesford doesn't exist. Then they went on to expand the study and create another fictional person named Lilith. And after five weeks, they had they recorded that they had the same results with Philip that they were able to manifest this woman character named Lilith. Maybe they should make this Philip is, uh, and Lilith and make a make believe baby and that can bounce <laughs> the table up and down. <laughs> this is very much like the uh, Michael Taylor one, almost with the power of persuasion. Yeah, I like mean, where people make you think something and you just go along. And but there's video it. of this fucking table rolling around the room. <laughs> wow. I don't. It wasn't initially apparent to me how they were doing it. Those people did not act very shocked that table was moving. <laughs> but that was they the, loved it. They're like, oh, like as soon as great. the table moved, they all stood up to right. like. And I'm standing up. I don't know why I'm standing <laughs> up. Like I'm, I'm getting into the motion here. They all stood up like non, like nonchalantly, like they were almost like yeah. knew they were yeah. supposed yeah. to oh, get this up. Fucking table yeah. that we're sitting at. It's moving <laughs> around the room by itself. So, oh, let me oh, get out of its way. Out of its, like. But isn't that I'd what be they paralyzed in fear? But I think that's what they what they wanted that to happen. That's that's true. In Is all it, fairness, that's what they wanted to get to in this whole thing. A table moving? Well, they wanted. Yeah, I mean, they they were looking for. That was the ultimate goal: a table move. Well, like any <laughs> a physical manifestation of the collective summoning of this of a made up person. Of a made up person. Yeah, I think there's something to it, and if you really. It depends. I mean, if you if you buy into the fact that Albert Bender could have created the Men in Black, then yeah, I mean, there's something to it. I think there's something. I think. But what there do you is, think is there is to the the moving table? Like, well, that that would be poltergeist stuff. I believe in poltergeist activity. But even with a made up person, like not so channeling like, a spirit of any type, the collective consciousness created the tulpa, which in turn facilitated the poltergeist. Right, because they were trying to create oh, a see. yeah, they were trying to create a ghost. Yeah, they weren't like saying, "All right, we're gonna man- we're gonna manifest this like a physical person that's gonna right. stand in front of us." They were trying to create a ghost, and according to them, they were successful. Because I mean, poor guys is kind of a ghost. This is fucking deep for this many beers in. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I think there. I mean, I do think that there's something to uh, to willing things into existence. Really? Yeah. Not like. Uh, I mean, I don't know for sure about this kind of stuff, but I think there is something to like, like chaos magic stuff mm. like that that you can. What's chaos magic? It's a whole. It's whole a rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah, <laughs> but I think there is something to doing. Like, mm. I mean, you can't just sit on your ass and do nothing. But I think there is something to doing like sigils and and really willing. You can will things if you put your mind to it. Interesting. Yeah. So this story. Which one? The Zozo or the Philip experience? Well, I guess it's true. So Zozo, <laughs> we're all in agreement. That's probably just a, a creepy pasta. Yeah, there's nothing to it. Hey, Darren from uh, Tulsa, go fuck yourself. Damn. <laughs> uh, you just waged war on Tulsa. <laughs> That's a market we're going to lose now. I waged mm-hmm. war on Darren at Tulsa. <laughs> They're all I've been to Tulsa. It's a nice town. Oklahoma's a fine state. But so then this uh, this Philip one. It's really interesting. Yeah. 
it's 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 kind of wild and watch the videos because it's I mean it's out there yeah and we'll the put tables out we'll moving put out, around the whole fucking room we'll and, put out the table video and then from there people can find all the other yeah. stuff but I mean like I said it just it ties in with that those fifty unknowing people coming in and then like I said they're like oh mm. shit this Philip ghost is doing stuff yeah it's, but, it's pushing a table around the room yeah what but do then do Philip doesn't actually exist and. If it's a tulpa, Philip gets stronger and more belief. I've been wishing for Bolivia Wild to uh, manifest <laughs> in the corner here for 10 minutes now. I don't see her. Well, maybe if we were allowed to go to Ouija board, we could just get her here. <laughs> or at least communicate with her. Bolivia Wild. She'd probably just spell out Blumpkin or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's probably blowing Mason Sudeikis right now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's probably very true. Ian, you got anything else on uh, the Zozo? No. No? Nope, I'm Dave, good. you got anything else you want to add to this one? No, this is the most believable story we've ever done. <laughs> That's a fact. Love it. Boom. Yep. Glowing right. red eyes out of that necklace. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys Sunday. <laughs>